Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of It's a Groom's Life. And today I have with me Tamsin from Sprawling and Osborne, who I would just describe as a country style clothing range but she's going to tell us a lot more about it so hi Tazim how are you doing hello very well thank you how are you good thank you so much for coming on um so could you tell us more about you and about your brand and obviously going a little bit more details of who you are and what your brand is absolutely and, and thank you for asking me to come on I was quite flattered <laughs> oh, no worries but yeah, so my name's Tamsin, as you said, and um, I am the founder of Sprawling in Osborne, which is a, I suppose now it's a sort of size inclusive country lifestyle brand. Um, it looks a bit different now to how it started, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but but yes, yeah, so my focus is on making clothes that every every person can fit into that I I would never want somebody to to not be able to buy something that I've made because they think oh that's not going to fit me because we all go into a shop and we're magically supposed to fit into these five size options which just isn't the case so my my main goal with everything is to make sure that size is never a reason why somebody can't buy a Sporting and Osborne product. Yeah, definitely. And you've, um, well, I feel like I've been following you for such a long time. I feel like it must be a good couple of years that I've been following you on your account and stuff. And um, I think you definitely, well, you seem to be growing and you seem to be adding products all the time, which is fantastic. Um, And correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually hand make them all, don't you? Yeah, so I... The last, you know, most of 2020, 2021, sorry. God, you're losing your know. <laughs> most of 21, I was making everything myself. Um, and then towards the end of the year, December, I've just sort of started to expand out and find some more local seamstresses and sort of very small micro kind of factories, people with sort of one, one or two seamstresses working together. Um, to help with the production because it got a bit too much for me to handle on my own. I had my auntie helping me um, previously at the start of last year um, and then she's sort of got her own business as well so that's quite quite a lot. So then I've gradually expanded and now we're working with some more people which is really nice. But yeah, yeah still made either by me or by somebody local. I like to be able to know their name rather than sending it out to a big factory where you've got no idea who... Mm. Who made that? Who made the clothes? Yeah, and that's got to be a, a, a brilliant UK um, USP for you. Um, uh, uh, against other brands that might be similar to you or have similar styles to you, that the fact that you're making it yourself and you can get more personal touch than that, really. I think so. That's one of the reasons why I like it. it <coughs> uh, I um, don't particularly like to rely on too many other people in general. Um, and I think we've all learned with COVID and everything that the more you can do yourself mm-hmm. and the less you have to rely on other people, 
the easier it is to get to get through in a way obviously there's elements of that that's quite difficult but you know I if I need to make something if I've got an order as long as the fabric's here I can do it I haven't got to think oh no this is out of stock and I've got to wait for this person to make 10 of these before I before I can get it I know that I can do it and it's here so that's that's a that's a plus point in my opinion yeah and also you don't have to worry about having loads of stock like either um stock that's not selling or um you know you might have to um have it as a sale because you want to get rid of stocks for like a new line to come in so you never sort of have that worry no that's definitely a big positive of being uh, predominantly made to order I've just started to hold a small amount of stock um sort of going into this year in my best selling items now that I know what they are and I've sort of learned which sizes sell sell the most um in order to sort of help the the general flow of things I've started to keep a small amount of stock um but generally being made to order yeah I don't have to have a huge outlay to mm. 20 30 40 of something in advance and have them sit there and then they may or may not sell so it's quite a good way to test the water with some products to begin with and then you know to keep adding more of which is less wasteful as well and part of you know part of what I sort of started with is it was about being sort of sustainable which I think has got a bit overdone in in recent times but um we're not overdone you can never really overdo it but I think it's quite everybody's got a different opinion on it and it's quite easy to stick a label on something and say oh I'm sustainable but mm. that, that's quite hard to to quantify so that's although I try to make sure that everything I do is planet friendly and I'm yeah. thinking about that when I'm doing it that's not my USP as such anymore whereas I think yeah. to begin that was all I was really focusing on and I was trying to be like well I'm being sustainable but then the size inclusive element for me became more important yeah yeah definitely and what what is like the turnover time for someone like purchasing um you know going on your website purchasing something obviously you making it or um with your new um sub sub seamstress or whatever um to the person receiving it so generally I like to keep things less than two weeks um sort of 10 to 14 days is my is my ideal for something being made to order um if it can be less than it will be but generally speaking I, I try to be sort of within 10 to 14 days although sort of the end of last year with it, everything being quite busy we were more at sort of 21 days hmm. with the maximum um and yeah that's not like look, there are lots of made to order brands who quote sort of three to four five six weeks but for me I, I'm quite impatient when I order something <laughs> and I keep the um delivery times as short as possible you know it doesn't always work out perfectly but you do you can do your best and yeah my my aim is 10 to 14 days yeah I think that's a reasonable time as well and I'm sure because people know that you're making it they are be quite and obviously they would have known your brand long enough to kind of know that you know when there is it is being made to order and when you get it it's going to be um yeah 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 definitely and so um so I wanted it because I thought I should have asked you at the beginning so the name can you tell us about the name of the brand yeah lots of people ask this one and I got lots of messages um where people assume that it's two people yeah everything they just assume that there must be two of us because it's sprawling one um but sprawling is my surname and the Osborne is my mum's maiden name so I 
couldn't I went round and round in circles about the name thing every it's the thing that everybody gets stuck on isn't it when you're trying to do something and I came up with a few ideas but nothing was really working or or things were a bit too similar to something else that already existed um and then I sort of came back to it and thought well actually my mum's side there were quite you know there's lots of seamstresses on my mum's side people who can dress make my grandma was a dressmaker and so my auntie could sew as, uh, as a dressmaker as well my mum can sew here and there um and then same with my dad's family they were all quite good at that sort of thing the women so it just sort of seemed quite illogical it wasn't entirely like I was picking the two names out of the hat and just being like I'm gonna do this because I don't can't think of anything better mm. there was sort of some logic there is actually well like part of the reason I can do this is because I've got things from both sides if that yeah. makes sense yeah uh, and that's how I ended up with it and oh I love that name works <laughs> and you're involved in both sides of the family in your business aren't you that way yeah yeah Oh, lovely. So what is your background? Is your background um, like clothing or design or anything like that? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Asked like people from when I was in school, if they thought that I was going to have a fashion brand, they probably would have laughed at you. Um, I've always been quite business minded generally. I always knew that I would have my own business of some description. I hadn't really set on exactly what I wanted to do but I've grown up in that environment like my parents have have got a business and whatnot um so that just always was what I thought I would do but I hadn't really decided yeah I'm gonna go into fashion and when I was in school I was quite academic so I was pushed to do more academic subjects Mm. Um, but it just it was one of those things that just sort of happened and I kind of ran with it I've always I've always liked clothes I was quite a tomboy when I was younger but I can remember I was one of the youngest children on the road we used to live on and um the girls in the street they were a little bit older than me and when they outgrew their clothes they'd bring around these huge black bin bags full of all of their clothes from the year that they'd outgrown and they'd get brought around to our house and then I'd get to sit there and pick through and whatnot and I definitely wasn't a fashionable child but um mm-hmm. <laughs> I always knew what I liked and what I didn't like um yeah. and when I was in school I probably had a slightly different dress sense to a lot of other people because I did always dress a bit more country I suppose you could say um, you know, if it's a non-uniform day, I probably went in in a shirt and a j- jacket and yeah. everybody else was there in their jogging bottoms in a T-shirt kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's not like I always grew up being like, yes, I'm going to be a fashion designer, yeah. as a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so with your your products, because um, how many have you got out now? I feel like you've got quite a few products We've now. definitely got quite a few. Um we're sort of concentrating at the moment on the dresses they've been really popular and also the more sort of casual wear items the cordyceps and the crewnecks got quite a, got an awful lot of new things lined up for this year um and bits that we've had previously that I'll bring back in at different seasons um but at the moment those have been the, the last couple of months those have been the main things yeah so how many dresses do you have and how many of is it like a, it's like a cable net type um design yeah, isn't it yeah it's a rib knit um jersey so nice and nice and stretchy um and so we do the natalie which is a long sleeve dress um and i've got three colors of that at the moment although we should have some new colors hopefully for the spring and the summer which were very requested but fabric sourcing is so hard you can only when you're tr- wanting to work with small quantities 
there's only so many colours you can acquire. And if you can't get the right fabric in the right colour, you don't always have the option to go to a dye house and say, right, I want this fabric in this colour, because they might say, well, that's fine, but you need to order 300 metres, yeah. which in small business is not always possible. Um, so, yeah, we've got the Natalie dress in three colours, and then we also have the Amelia dress, which is the short sleeve, and that will be back again. That's out of stock at the moment, obviously, because it's with it being winter, haven't got short sleeve in stock, but that will come back for the spring. So we'll have more short sleeve options as well. Lovely. And um, and how long have you guys, oh, I say you guys, I mean, as in you, um, how long has it been going for? So when did you start it? And when you started it, how did you decide what products you were going to bring out? So when I started, it was, I think we launched in uh, April, May time of 2019. And when I first started, I didn't have any clothes whatsoever. Um, it was I was doing hair on hide leather belts and then we were doing bags and boot tassels as well um but it also it was one of those Sunday afternoon conversations in the pub um (laughs) where I we you know we've always um my family's sort of into shooting and we've always used everything of whatever's been been killed but one of the things we weren't using was the hides of the deer and I had this grand idea. I thought, oh, well, that's fine. We can we can tan these hides at home and I can turn them into belts and bags and things, which was really far too optimistic of me at the time because my <laughs> under no circumstances were they going to let me spread out deer skins in the garage <laughs> other than belt and leave them for weeks. It just wasn't going to But um, I was quite adamant at the time that I was going to find a way. So I thought, well, if I can't use the deer skins at the minute, I'll have a go with um, some some cow hides. And our next door neighbours, where I when I lived at home, they were um, had an abattoir. So I said to them, I said, oh, "Where can I um, where can I source some some cow hides from?" And um, yeah, so they they brought some home for me, and I bought my bought my first hide and thought, "Yeah, I can make a belt." I I did have a sewing machine, like I had some sort of experience. Um, it's a bit naive of me at the time, I guess, but I just had a go and started making a few and then ended up selling them in bags and boot tassels, which was all a bit random. Um, but it was good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, my next question was going to be um, what. So you talked about obviously launching for spring and summer. Can you tell us any more about what you're going to bring out or do you want to keep it a secret? So you do a big launch. No, I can give you some some teasers and some bits and bobs that we've got coming out. Um, so like I say, we've got more colours of the dresses coming for spring and summer because they've been the most popular item. So I wanted to do some more of those. Um, I've also sort of autumn, spring and summer, I've got a few items, but nothing too crazy. We're not doing too many things for new spring and summer. It's more bringing back the, um, I did a, a top last year that went down really well um the three-quarter ruffle sleeve top so I'll bring bring in some new colors and there'll be a dress um another dress but more of a formal dress rather than the the fitted the fitted stretchy dresses but then for autumn and winter we'll be bringing back some more tweed pieces because that was one of the first sort of clothing items I did was tweed skirts um as it was something that I at the time there were 
there's there's more options available now but at the time when I started moving from doing the belts and the bags and things and moving into more clothes um one of the things that I would never have really been able to go into a shop and buy myself was a tweed skirt because it never would have fitted me um and I've always had things made for me by my auntie you know if I needed a nice dress for something I would have got her to make it because I knew I probably wouldn't be able to find something in the shop that would fit yeah so tweed skirts are one of the first things I had and we haven't had those available for a little while which because I wanted to there, there's there's quite a lot of tweed on the market and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing something that was just the same as what somebody else was doing yeah. um so I've spent sort of the last six to nine months working on some new tweed designs and um, working out how I'm going to make sure that what I'm doing is is different from what's already available yeah so I decided to have that back for the autumn that'll be something something a bit different which I'm looking forward to they're the main things really going on this year excellent well it sounds like you've got a lot going on and what <laughs> what's your like inspiration like how, is there like particular um other brands that you find inspired or do you ha, what how do you decide or what's your inspiration for the products um I don't know I think I have a, a few different ways of doing things often I will just come across I'll look for fabrics and I'll come across a fabric and then I'll go oh this is what I want to turn it into rather than always thinking right I want to make this item and then going out and looking for a fabric to make it in because that can be quite tricky especially if you then can't find the fabric that you've got this idea in your head about whereas often I come across fabrics and I think oh that's lovely what would I want to wear that in and that's how I come up with my ideas um, rather than perhaps sort of going to look at other brands because I think I'd end up, I'd be worried about unintentionally try, like replicating something that somebody yeah. else was doing. Um, so I try to get my inspiration from things other than clothes, whether that's going somewhere and thinking, right, what do I want to wear for this, this place that I'm going? Yeah. Or finding a fabric and thinking, how would I want to wear that fabric? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it, you or you obviously got a very creative mind. I mean, you said about at school you were very academic, but you clearly have a very creative side in there um, to get inspiration from lots of you know other things and other fabrics and sort of seeing the fabric and knowing exactly what you would want to make out of it. You're obviously more creative than you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Depends. I have to. Um, I I'm not. I can't really turn on like being creative something either comes to me or it doesn't and if I force trying to be sit there and be like right I need to think of something new it just won't I have to just wait and something will yeah well I'm sure that's what artists do don't they they can't just look at a canvas and just start painting sometimes they just get inspiration and then they have to do it there and then so you're being you're you're an artist in your own form um (laughs) and I wanted to ask you with um the lockdowns the dreaded lockdowns mm. how did that affect your business did it because I've I found talking to other businesses like on my podcast and stuff that in fact a lot of the businesses um thrived on it because obviously lots of people were staying at home and they you know shopped a lot more online and things like that but obviously I know some businesses have suffered too so how was you, how did your business deal with it overall I think you know, it, I, I can't sit here and say that it was a negative 
thing in terms of sales or anything like that. It wasn't like, oh, we fell off a cliff and, you know, we don't have a physical store or anything. So being online and everybody only being able to shop online and wanting to support small businesses, I, I think I did benefit from that. Mm. Um, but I think the thing that I found tricky to begin with was when other businesses closed and at the time I was um, my main sort of items, I was doing T-shirts and sweatshirts and things, but I wasn't making everything myself then. Um, and I was using sort of wholesale garments like, the, you know, the same way that lots of people start um, and relying on somebody else to embroider them. And I remember just thinking, like, now what am I going to do? I've got I've got all these things I want to do, mm. but this other person's not working because they they can't go to work and I can't get stock because, you know, the, those warehouses aren't open. They're not shipping anything. So even if people want to buy from me, I'm not going to have anything to buy. Yeah. And I think I panicked for that for a few weeks. And then it didn't turn out to be as bad because I was using smaller businesses anyway. So lots of them were able to carry on. Um, and that just sort of pushed me more to decide, well, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to be in that situation again. And if I was a bigger business and I was in that situation where I was relying on other people and all of a sudden I didn't have any stock to sell, mm. that just pushed me to be like, right, I want to make make everything myself and only have to rely on me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like the lockdown actually changed changed your business into a positive for you um, to – because it could be a completely different type of business if we hadn't had the lockdown. Yeah, I think so. I think in the long run, I probably would have, you know, always gone down more of the, you know, making everything, not necessarily making it all myself, but having everything a, a piece that I designed from scratch. Mm. But I think it sped up the process because I had to think, right, what, what am I going to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's amazing, isn't it, that um, – have having time to stop and having the world to stop can change well you know it's changed everyone's perspective on all aspects of their life if it's work or if it's health or if it's all sorts of things and obviously for you uh, you know one of your aspects was your business and how it it's changed it for the good really um can ask for a, a better thing to come out of it um after it could have been a lot worse and it could have gone downhill from there no I that's it. And um, so what um so obviously you talked about obviously um your um uh pr- your summer products and things and your you know new um products coming out for the autumn winter. Is what else is in the future for the brand as as a whole? What was like, what's your sort of like five year plan or anything like that? What would you like to happen? Um I think one thing you know, aside from products that I'm sort of focusing on this year is getting out to more events and being able to see more people in person. And I'm sure a lot of people that you speak to will all, will all say the same thing. Yeah, I sort of planned that for 2020 to have a, a nice, easy run into a couple of small local shows and things. And obviously they were all cancelled. And last year was tricky because you sort of wanted to do it but it was always that thing of oh I don't want to put money into something that might not go ahead am I going to lose my money I'm only a small business I can't really afford to lose um lose how much money if for some reason that the shows were cancelled and you didn't get your money back um so I just sort of put everything on hold and then I 
towards the end of last year just started getting out to some like local events but I'd really like to do some of the bigger shows this year um so that I get a chance to meet more people in person and and see because there's something quite nice about actually seeing people face to face and having them feel a product and getting their seeing their initial reaction rather than you deal with everybody online and you get people's comments but there's nothing quite the same mm. as literally being able to see how somebody reacts to something when they put it on or when they feel it or take it off the hanger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is so many people like, and we've just sort of found out that we're actually not too far away from each other. So um, it would be quite nice. Um, like I would love to go and meet, you know, these people I've been sort of supporting via my um, Instagram and through this podcast and everything and actually going meeting them and then um having a good old chin wag and having a hug if they want to hug some people might not like <laughs> that but like you do you know what I mean and just be like seeing that actual person that you've been like supporting all the way through and championing and stuff and that is sort of my aim this year is to try and see as many of the small people uh, not small people small businesses and the people um this year I think that's one of my main goals this year yeah because it'd just be nice, won't it? Um, is, is there anything you would like to um, promote or to tell people? Like, do, do you have a promotion on or do you have a newsletter or anything that you want to promote with your brand? Well, I think the, the easiest thing is I t- I'm most active on Instagram. I um, keep telling myself I need to get better at doing email newsletters um I follow a few other small businesses who send out great newsletters yeah. and I yeah really need to get on that one um but it's always one of those things that I think oh, I'll get to that and you know you get so wrapped up in other things um but yeah so you can sign up to I do have an email um newsletter and hopefully this year I'll get better at sending more <laughs> updates but generally I think I connect with most people on Instagram um which is just at Sporting Osborne you can find me there on Facebook but Instagram is my main my main sort of platform for speaking to people and getting feedback and telling people what's going on that's definitely the best place to find me cool well thank you very much well I always end each episode with quick fire questions so are you generally a night in or a night out person oh night in (laughs) I think everyone (laughs) is now don't be anyone likes going out (laughs) um tea or coffee Oh, coffee. Uh, wellies or heels? Mm, wellies. Sweet or savoury? Oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah. I'm more of a savoury person than I used to be, so I guess I'll go savoury. Okay. Book or film? Probably a film now. Mm. Did, what was the last film that you watched that you could recommend? Oh, God, what have we watched recently? Well, to be fair, I think the last film I actually watched was a an old a, re, a rerun of an old James Bond film on the telly. Then um, <laughs> I watched them over and over again in the background, and it's never, never. But I, I was never a film person growing up, so I, I couldn't sit still long enough to actually make it the whole way through a film. Um, so it's only really been in the last few years that I've actually caught up with watching lots of films. I was always the that classics. There's what have you seen this and I'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) and are you like a binge watcher then I take it you're not a binge watcher no not um I yeah I do struggle to sit long enough to to get (laughs) 
it's different. I might have things on in the background, especially like when you're sewing and 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 things. I do have things on in the background, but um, yeah, I definitely couldn't be one of those people that just sits and watches the telly for three days straight. <laughs> yeah. So when you're doing your sewing, do you have like music? Do you have podcasts? What do you normally have as your like background? You know, sounds a bit of a mix. I think I, I do get through quite a lot of podcasts. Um, I tend to there's a few sort of other like people on YouTube that they're sort of designers as well so it's quite nice to have those on um you know you feel like you've got somebody else to sew with mm. um but yeah all the telly I'd, yeah I'm in complete silence it just depends <laughs> <laughs> well I want to thank you so much for coming on to my podcast I've wanted to have you on for such a long time and then when I've like started the new year I thought right she's probably the best one to start the new year with um thank you so much I really appreciate it and could you just remind everyone again um your social media handles and do you have a website um and if so what is it yeah, so my website is just www.sprawlingandosborne.com. I think you'll get to me if you put .co.uk as well. Um, all my social handles are just at sprawlingandosborne or if you want to follow me personally, sometimes I put like little behind the extra sneak peeks go on my personal page before they make it onto the real page. So that's the place for all the all the real the real um, bite-sized bits of extra information and that's just at Tamsin and Sprawling and everything as well. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please screenshot and tag both Townsend and I. We would really, really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.